certain colors evoke certain emotions in us as humans and certain fonts also communicate emotions to us as humans. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome to Small Minded, friends. I am so excited to have you back for another episode. And you guys know if you've been here for a while that the format changes from time to time here. Sometimes it's a podcast episode just featuring me, Molly, and other times we bring in guests. Sometimes our subject matter is like philosophical or like abstract. And sometimes we have very tactical step-by-step episodes. And today is in the latter category. This is a solo cast just with me, Molly, and we are going to talk actionable steps that you can take to improve the design and the aesthetic of your social media marketing and the print marketing that you use beyond Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We want you at the end of this episode to have a clear visibility and clear understanding of why branding and consistency makes so much sense from an efficiency standpoint when you're marketing your small business, but it also has some scientific statistics behind it to demonstrate the importance of creating that brand identity and that top of mind recency effect for the people who are consuming your content. So stick with me, friends, and you might want to go grab a notebook because we are digging in to design tips for your small town businesses marketing. Larry Kim once said that, you might hear me clicking around too because I have this already put together into a slideshow, but I don't know how to not let you hear my clicks as I go from slide to slide. (laughs) But the single biggest predictor of whether people will purchase from you is if they have heard of you before. And what that means is that it's not often that people see you or see what you have to sell or see the service you provide and immediately know that they want to work with you and they want to buy your product. It's very rare that there's an impulse decision made within seconds of coming in contact with you and your product and service from your business. But what does start to combine and create that sense of urgency that you, in fact, are the person that your consumer wants to work with is if they've seen you in multiple places, if they know the quality and the level of your work, if they have heard from others about the quality that you offer, your reputation. And the more that people hear that and the more they come in contact with you, the more you are going to be the one that they want to work with when the time comes to need what you have to sell. So The way we can help this along is by being consistent in our marketing and our branding. So what I recommend is that with every piece of marketing that you put out there, everywhere that you show up, you, especially in the beginning stages, or especially if you want to like relaunch or 
get more attention, get more leads, get more traffic. You start being very strategic and very consistent in how you're showing up. And this could be in the aesthetics of your Instagram grid. This could be in the clothes that you wear to business meetings and to speaking events. This could be like sometimes I even took it as far as like if I needed a new work bag, I bought a light pink one because it matched my MKM colors. But just those even small little details can add up to creating that, oh, that recognition that, oh, that pink bag and that girl with the dark hair, maybe, oh, that that might be Molly. I know I've seen her before. And yep, that's got to be MKM. So even those little things that you think are insignificant or trivial can help create the brand identity and the brand personality that you want to be recognizable. Now, some more scientific data. 90% of all communication to the brain is visual, and it takes less than one second for someone to form an opinion about your business when they first come in contact with your website. So for those of you who are out there and you're like, I haven't updated my website since 2017, uh, this is your memo to maybe get on that in 2022. It takes five to seven impressions for people to even remember your brand, and even more than that, between 12 and 17, to go from just remembering your brand to actually deciding to purchase or work with your business. Color helps improve that brand recognition factor up to 80%. You heard that right. If you use consistent colors in your branding across all your marketing assets, it can help people remember you up to 80% more. And 82% of consumers feel more positive about a brand after reading customized content. So if you are putting out a podcast, for example, or a blog, or you're writing your captions in ways that are educational or tell a story, it's going to help the consumers and the people who are reading and consuming your content feel 82% more positive about your brand because they're going to see you as creative, innovative, an expert in your field somebody who is helping educate rather than just asking for the sale. And so branding is not only how you show up visually, but also in the way you tell stories and the way you communicate with your followers. Sorry for that phone disruption. (laughs) All right. So what does all of this have to do with your design? I want us to look at how we can make consistent branded designs on behalf of our businesses and organizations while not sacrificing so much time and effort, okay? I know you guys out there have so much going on. You have families, you have volunteer efforts, you have households, you have hobbies, you have maybe a full-time job and a side hustle. So We know that all of those things take an extreme amount of time and dedication on our part. And so how do we make sure that everything shows up consistently without overwhelming ourselves with time commitments, without stressing ourselves out to the perfection of finding that perfect shade of blue that we know represents us? How can we make this more streamlined and simple? And you guys, I've got a couple of things that will help with that. First up. I need you guys to have a logo for your business. If you have a business of any kind, you need to have a logo. And in addition to that logo, you need to have what is called a brand kit. So your logo is definitely part of your branding, but it's not the whole of it, okay? 
the brand kit takes it to the next level. And you can get this from a graphic designer, or if you need to, you can create this yourself. But a brand kit breaks down your logo, and it tells you exactly what fonts are used in your logo, exactly which colors are used in your logo. And it often gives complementary fonts and colors that you can use in addition. So that if your logo is only two colors, it doesn't mean that on your website you can't use only that red and only that black, right? That'd be really hard. In a brand kit, it would suggest maybe a white that would complement. And there are more than one shade of white. And it might suggest some grays that would be complementary. And again, there's more than one shade of gray. And there might be another shade of red or something totally on the other side of the color wheel that would be still complementary that you could use in designs, but that like are harmonious together, okay? Similar to fonts. These fonts that you use in your logo, I would suggest keeping that consistent across the board in your marketing because not only does that help create the consistency that you want, remember we just talked about the scientific numbers behind this brand recognition and brand consistency, but it also communicates to your audience a little bit about your business and it's going to really drastically cut down on the time you're investing in designs when you know you only have three different fonts to choose from. I know that can sound to some people like that's very restrictive, but let me be the first to tell you, I love downloading fonts. I love looking through fonts. I love going to like what the font and a thousand and one fonts and seeing what those newest fonts are. But I can also tell you that I'll spend an hour looking for the perfect font. And if I just go into a design knowing that these are the three fonts I can choose from, but I can like, maybe I just change it up by adding a shadow behind that heading, or I can make it look like a stencil, but I'm still sticking to those three fonts that are within my brand. It helps me so much with time and efficiency in my designs. Now, let's also get into choosing those colors and those fonts. So we know we want to make them consistent. We know we want to have a logo and a brand kit, but how do I go about choosing the colors in that logo? How do I go about choosing the fonts in that logo? Did I say photo? I meant logo. Um, well, first of all, anytime you're working with a design or a logo that's going to represent your brand everywhere, because your logo will do that, I really suggest working with a professional graphic designer. Now, you, of course, can go to Canva and you can design your own logo. And if that's what fits in your budget right now, and if you're just kind of tiptoeing into this business ownership thing, that's totally okay, you guys. Canva has some really awesome logo templates that you can choose from and customize to your own preferences. But if you are ready to take your business full scale, if you are like, I'm investing in this because I know it's important and just like, I'm sure this is no surprise. That's what I did. I knew that I had somebody I trusted and who was talented and I knew I wanted to do this the right way the first time. And here we are, I invested in that logo, but I'm still using it five years later. So I invested in working with a graphic designer because I wanted that brand recognition. I wanted something to look good. And I knew I would be too much of a perfectionist, especially at the beginning of MKM, to do this on my own. So I worked with my friend Haley and she put together the MKM logo. I just gave her like, I said, I wanted it to be fun and girly, but I wanted it to be professional and I wanted it to be respectable. And I said, I really love black and white, but I do want to have like a fun little element of maybe pink in there. And so she sent it to me and I was like the very first one she sent me. I was like, perfect, done, let's go. And so she gave me the brand kit that went along with it. And it, so it had the specific fonts that were used in my logo design, as well as the colors that were used. And I kid you not, that brand kit 
is on one piece of paper. It's hanging on a cork board in my office. So anytime I order things like apparel, or let's say that I have somebody working on website design for me, or I have someone who is going to put together some kind of printed pamphlet for MKM, I know exactly which black, white, and pink I need to use. And that might sound like mind-boggling to some of you who aren't familiar in the graphic design space, but there are just like so many colors out there and so many shades of colors that they are arranged with a series of numbers and letters called the hex code. And there are other ways to itemize colors, but what I use is hex. And it's specific pattern of six letters and numbers that gives your unique shade of black your unique shade of white, or your unique shade of pink. And this eliminates the guesswork of being like, well, my pink isn't quite that red, so let's dial it down a bit. No, that's not quite right. Maybe we need some more white here. And it just takes away all that guesswork and time. And if you have that hex code written down, anywhere online that you do designing, especially in Canva, on any of your website builders, um, you can enter that hex code. And I even use it on like my email forms in Flowdesk and on my Shopify site. I just enter those specific hex codes and I get consistency and color across the board. Now, when I was choosing those colors, I said I wanted like a fun, like girly kind of pink, but I wanted, I also wanted my logo to come across as like classy and respectable and professional. So when I communicated the feelings that I wanted to my designer, Haley, she knew like how to kind of use that information to select a specific shade and to select specific fonts to use. Now that might sound crazy, but there's a whole bunch of scientific evidence around this too, that certain colors evoke certain emotions in us as humans, and certain fonts also communicate emotions to us as humans. Now, I want you to get a picture in your head, like just kind of block everything else out except my voice, and I want you to just focus on bringing the color yellow into your head. Think about sunshine, think about like rubber duckies, think about number two pencils, and I want you to get a shade of yellow in your brain. Now I want you to tell me, what is the feeling that you get when you think about yellow? Did it make you feel happy? Did it make you feel energetic? That's the power of color emotions. And yellow can make you feel energetic, happy, excited. So let's try this again. I want you to get a picture in your head of brown, okay? Think of like a brown bear, a UPS truck, dirt, a cardboard box. How does brown make you feel? Does it make you feel sluggish? Does it make you feel slow? Does it make you feel excited? <laughs> Sometimes brown can have the opposite effect of the color yellow. And it can have a very different range of emotions. And you can look into this more by Googling color psychology. And certain brands and types of brands that we are, know and are popular here in the United States use color psychology very effectively. So when you think of like the shade of blue, which is supposed to be like peaceful, calming, it can also mean creative. Um, you're going to see like LinkedIn logos are going to be blue. Facebook logos are blue. A lot of tech companies have that blue logo, Pepsi. Um, if you think about green, that can symbolize health and new life and something fresh and vibrant. So think about Subway, 
Whole Foods, um, Hy-Vee's like convenience store line, those all have green in their logo and in their branding. Black can symbolize things like iconic, classic, um, sturdy. And so you think about things like Vogue or, um, gosh, I should really consult my notes for this, but color can communicate a lot. And fonts can do the same way. Like when you see a handwriting font, you're not going to use that in a paragraph of words about this psychological study that you just completed, right? We're not going to use Comic Sans for that. (laughs) Conversely, if I want to be advertising on behalf of a preschool or a nursery school, I don't know if I necessarily want to go with like a really stand-up Times New Roman font across the board. That's where I can incorporate some of those handwriting and child's fonts that are a little more decorative. And I want to make sure that those decorative fonts I'm using just in short chunks, just in like headings and things like that. When I have paragraphs of text, that's when we want to for sure go with the readability factor of a Times New Roman, a Calibri, things of that nature. So when we're thinking about your brand identity and we think about how you want to show up, it doesn't just mean how your logo appears. It goes deeper than that. It goes into the color psychology and the font psychology that your brand and your brand kit evokes. Now, if you want to work with a designer on that, I would highly encourage you to reach out to people in your network who can help you with that. If you are like, I don't know any graphic designers, there's no one local here, just reach out and I'd be happy to connect you with a bunch of graphic designers who I think are just like top notch and take the cake. All right. So, as a rule, I want you to think about your colors and your fonts, choose two to three fonts that you're going to use consistently. Make sure that they complement one another. So like if you have one handwriting font, that's probably enough. And then keep to like a serif or a sans serif font for the readability and those larger chunks of text that you're going to use. When you choose colors, again, make sure they are complementary. I would choose like three to five colors that you're going to use with and use them consistently. Make sure you have those hex codes so you know exactly which colors you're using. So that no matter who is helping your team, no matter where you're showing up, whether it's on apparel, on a billboard, on your website, on Facebook, on Instagram, that that same shade of pink is consistent everywhere. All right. Once we've got that foundation set with the look of how we're showing up, also think about how you want your brand to show up in the way that you sound, in the way you communicate with your audience. That nonverbal communication. Well, I guess it is verbal sometimes if they're reading the paragraphs and the captions on social media. But those non-visual, I guess is what I'm looking for, those non-visual assets are still part of your branding. So for example, if I am a business that, let's say I am a a lawyer, maybe I don't want to show up and say things like, hey, y'all, or like, <laughs> like use profanity, right? If I'm a lawyer, I might want to convey a certain air of professionalism. Maybe I want to come across as very um, trustworthy and accountable. And then I might lean more into some of the professional words or the making sure that my sentences have good structure and correct grammar. On the converse, me as a marketer and as someone from a small town, I have a little bit more freedom with how I am going to show up with my verbal branding. So I can say profanity sometimes. I can use run-on sentences or sentence fragments. Sometimes I capitalize. Sometimes I don't follow those proper conventions. But 
the way you write should be similar to the way that you speak. So when you're talking to someone who is a client or a customer, how can we take those things that we find ourselves saying over and over again, those parts of speech or those phrases and words that are just part of our everyday vocabulary and the way we talk to others, how can I bring that into the fold of my website or into my captions? Because the more we can help our audience hear us when they interact with our marketing materials, the more that that sounds like who they're going to experience when they talk to us on the phone or contact us at a meeting, the better we can create that brand consistency and recognition across the board. So we keep talking about logo and brand kit and colors and fonts, but that also extends into the way you show up and speak in real life, in your physical workspace, on video, here in podcasts, in your website, writing, in your captions. I want you to focus on how can I start weaving in the way I talk in real life into those other spaces so that when people interact with my brand anywhere, they can see and hear me behind it. Okay, and then the last tip I have for today, remember we have actionable tips, is I want you to get on Canva if you aren't already. So if you guys have been here a while, you know there's a whole episode on Canva. You know that I had a whole workshop called Don't Stop Designing that was about using Canva in a lot of these topics that we've already discussed today. But in actuality, Canva, www.canva.com, is an online graphic design tool that you need to have in your marketing toolkit. Canva helps you make really great looking designs, not only for social media uh, posts and captions, but it can help you create things like presentations for your meetings. It can help you create videos for YouTube. You can create business cards, pamphlets, PDF documents. If you're a teacher, you can create worksheets, like high quality worksheets. And you can do so much with this program. And one of my favorite things about Canva is that when you have, you have two options. You can do, use a free version or you can pay a monthly fee to get the pro level version. When I have the free version, I have the ability to save my brand kit in Canva. I might not get to program in all five of my colors or all of my fonts, but I can do some of them. When I have the Canva Pro version, I can have my brand kit saved. All of my specific colors are saved. All of my specific fonts are saved. So with the click of a button, I can make sure that my designs are consistent and they're colorful and they match my brand colors, that the fonts used are consistent across the board to create that brand recognition. And it makes it super simple, easy, and effective for me as a busy business owner. The other thing I really love about Canva is that it makes it super easy, especially if you have Canva Pro, to not only download to your computer or your phone when you create a design, you could also schedule or even post directly to Facebook and Instagram from Canva itself. Again, that's just with the Pro version. It also has a print services feature. So if you want to make those business cards or those holiday greeting cards, you can just submit those directly to Canva's printing services. And you guys, it is so cost effective. Like I compared prices just last month with Vistaprint and Canva came in way cheaper. And I've seen the quality of their products and I was very happy with them. So 
for a lot of reasons, Canva is a great tool to help us market our business because it creates that aesthetic that we're looking for. We have professional templates we can pull from. We can customize them to our specific brand kit and colors and fonts. But also when I go to that next step of actually getting my materials printed or actually sharing the videos and the posts that I've created, I can eliminate a lot of that transition time or that like that wasted time in between like downloading and uploading to my social media platform or finding the coupon code and going through various third parties for printing. I can eliminate so much time by just using what Canva has been building in. And what I really love about Canva too is they're constantly innovating, updating, and making things even better for us as users. So hands down, I'd say that it has to be your design tool of choice too. And if you need some strategy or education around how to use Canva, I do have a program for that. Or Canva inside itself also has lessons and courses that you can complete so you can learn how to use use all of the tools and elements that are inside of it. All right, guys. So those are your actionable tips. First of all, have a logo. Second of all, make sure that your brand kit is with you and accessible. And that includes your specific colors, your specific fonts. But don't just leave it at that visual branding. Go the next step to the verbal branding. How do you sound when you're interacting with people? What are those cues that you make? What are those phrases and those words that you use on repeat? And how can I start weaving that into the verbiage that I'm writing in my captions or on my website or in the header on my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The memos that you send out like internally. I don't know. But how can you make that verbal branding also consistent and match you? And then lastly, for any of your marketing assets, I highly recommend using Canva because as a business owner who has so many other things to do, Canva really eliminates a lot of the middle levels that you would experience. The learning curve is quite easy. There is a learning curve, but I find it to be a lot less dense than using things like Adobe products. And there are so many services that are always being rolled out and it's super, super helpful. All right, guys, I feel like that was really fast, but I hope you got some takeaways about the importance of branding, about the importance of choosing specific things that match you and that would resonate with your audience and you understand why all of this is so important to help people recognize and then ultimately choose you when they are in need of your products and services. For even more tips and tricks this week, make sure you're following at Small Minded Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram, and I'll be sharing even more in the days to come. Thanks so much for being here, listener, and I'll be back next week with a super exciting guest interview that I'm so excited to share with you. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small-minded.